Hi, this is John Ozanting, lead pastor of Evolve Church, and this is the Evolve Church podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you find today's message encouraging and full of hope for wherever you're at. It doesn't matter what has come or what is to come. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel, even in the darkest times. That's what Jesus can offer. I don't identify with the pain and the tragedy in my life. I identify with the hope and the renewing spirit of Christ. Alex, those are beautiful words. Thank you for sharing your story with us today, giving us a glimpse into your heart of how you've invited Jesus into your life and into the pain of your past. Thanks for being vulnerable and just um, leading this room today with a beautiful story of how Jesus has brought light into dark places. And that's what Jesus wants to do for every single one of us in the room today. If you're tuning in to Evolve Online on this incredible Easter weekend, and maybe you're brand new to faith, maybe everything about the last year has culminated in this moment of you feeling like you don't know where else to turn, and so here you are. Or maybe you're faithful, and you've been pressing in in terms of your faith and your walk with Jesus, and and Easter just felt like something you had to do, um, where, regardless of where you're at, I want to remind you that Jesus always has been and always will be faithful in ushering light into the dark places of our life. John 14, or sorry, John 12, 46. John 12, 46, it says, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. And those are the words of Jesus. But in context, if we're going to read that appropriately, um, John 12, 46, right before that, John 12, 44, it says that Jesus shouted to the crowd. So picture Jesus standing before you today, reading this verse, or he wouldn't, he wouldn't be reading it. It would just be coming out of his heart. But the heart of Jesus to every single one of us today sounds more like this. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world. Hello, come on, people. So that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. To which I say, why the shouting, Jesus? Come on, why the shouting? Why are we getting all amped up about this? You know, as we were recording uh, for this amazing online experience, I was chatting with Kale and Jace about youth ministry. And we were talking about hide-and-go-seek and sardines, and uh, I, was, I was saying, man, it wouldn't it be incredible to like, come into this evolved building of ours sometime after hours, maybe with a group of guys or young adults or maybe with our teen, maybe in our youth ministry, so I'm playing an epic game of hide-and-go-seek. And uh, I can't help but wonder if you've ever played an epic game of hide-and-go-seek. I mean just like a great, great game of hide-and-go-seek. We've played it in our home. And I remember the last time we played hide-and-go-seek in our house, I hid in our closet. And I hid in behind some bins, some Rubbermaid bins of old clothing and like seasonal clothing, and there were some suitcases in there. And I put like some dirty laundry on top of me. I was all in. I committed. I laid face down on the floor, and I covered every inch of my body, and I pulled everything tight around me. And there I was hemmed in in the darkness, thumping in my chest. That's something that stood out at me. It's quiet. And man, when it's dark and you're hiding and you're silent, 
Isn't it like all of your other senses to just kind of come alive, right? Who's with me? Give, me? give me something in the chats to know that you know what I'm talking about. When you're, when you're in the middle of hide-and-go-seek and you're hiding and it's dark, all of a sudden your, your other senses are coming alive. And if you were to sit in that darkness long enough, your own thoughts come alive in your brain so loud and so alive. And that can be a good thing or that can be a bad thing. But my nose, the smells, my ears sort of attuned to the presence of this like heavy darkness in the middle of hide-and-go-seek, surrounded, enveloped, wrapped up in that pitch-black moment. And, and that's what darkness does. It heightens and enhances what is right now. That's what darkness does. And that's why Jesus is shouting at us. To break through the darkness, he has to get our attention. To break through all of our other senses being attuned to the darkness that we face. He shouts at us today. Not with anger, not with frustration, but with the heart of love to say, I want to light up the dark places of your life. The light in all of its brilliance pierces through the darkness to remind us that what is isn't all there is. What is right now in your life is not the end. It's not all there is. And the light as it breaks through encourages us to look up, to look out with eyes of faith to see what's yet to come. And I just know that on this sacred and holy day, this Easter Sunday, we can be reminded of the beautiful truth that what Jesus accomplished through his life and through his death, through his resurrection, was to usher light into all the dark places of our lives. That's what he longs to do. Isaiah chapter 9 says it this way, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. And years before Jesus was born, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words about the coming Messiah, about the day that Jesus would bring light into the dark places of our lives. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. You will enlarge your people, and your people will rejoice. They will rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. For you will break the yoke of their slavery and lift the heavy burden from their shoulders. And today I just want to pause in this moment and say thank you, Jesus, for being light in dark places. And I know, I know in my own heart what this year has produced in me, I know in so many of our Evolve families' lives, what the last year has produced in their lives, what it's brought out of them, and the darkness that we've all waded into. And I can't help but wonder, are you, are you walking in darkness today, hoping to see a great light? What spaces and places of your life and soul are feeling shrouded in darkness right now? What quiet places of your heart have you been attuned to so much, like, like the thumping of your heart deep in your chest, you're aware that it's there. But what places of your heart and your soul, of your life, are shrouded in darkness right now? 
Maybe nobody knows. Maybe your, your closest friends don't know. If you're married, perhaps you haven't even allowed your spouse into that space. You haven't journaled about it. You've just sat in darkness. And it's brought you to a place that you don't love. It's brought you to a place where there's no hope and there's no freedom. Maybe your past has crept up today and crippled you in darkness. Something from your past has snuck up into this moment, into this season of your life. Maybe a misstep or a failure has trapped you and held you captive in darkness. Maybe a diagnosis or a label has pinned you down in a feeling of darkness. What places of your heart and soul feel shrouded today? In John 8, 12, Jesus spoke to the people and said this, I am the light of the world. If you follow me, you won't have to walk in darkness because you will have the light that leads to life. When we follow Jesus, we have the light that leads us into life. But the darkness we face would have us believe that God has forsaken us, that God has abandoned us. And that's the dark place that I've seen people struggle in this year. They're caught up in a circumstance or in a diagnosis or in the weight of something. And it's so dark, their heart and the whisper of the enemy has led them to a place where they believe that God has abandoned them. Let's read about the crucifixion of Jesus on this Easter Sunday. Matthew 27 in verse 45. At noon, darkness fell across the whole land until three o'clock. And at about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lemma sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why have you abandoned me? And can you, in some way, in the season that you're in, in the darkness that you face, in your fear and your dread, in those places of your heart that nobody's seen, can you identify with the words of Jesus in any way? Has there been a piece of your life that's cried out to the Father saying, God, why have you abandoned me? Why do I feel forsaken? Why do I feel alone? And here's the thing. I want to raise the question, did God abandon Jesus? Did God forsake his son? Because here we see Jesus, our Redeemer, our Messiah, plunged into utter darkness as he bore the weight of humanity's sin. And it was the full impact of all that sin on Jesus that actually caused Jesus to feel abandoned by the Father. It was the full weight of that darkness that caused that feeling of forsaken to rise up in Jesus. Jesus stood on the gap. He stood on the knife edge between this old agreement and this new covenant. Jesus was right there, ushering in a brand new agreement. And where sin was, the presence of God simply couldn't be. Where sin abounded, the presence of God just couldn't hang out, couldn't thrive. Not because of malice or because of hate or because of anger, but because of the Father's heart, because of his protection, because of his character, because of his great love. But guess what? We read in Romans 5, yes, Adam's one sin brings condemnation for everyone, but Christ's one act of righteousness brings a right relationship with God and new life 
for everyone. Because one person, Adam, disobeyed God, many became sinners. But because one person, Jesus, obeyed God, many will be made righteous. God's law was given so that all people could see how sinful they were. But as people sinned more and more, here it comes, God's wonderful grace became more abundant. So just as sin ruled over all people and brought them to death, now God's wonderful grace instead rules, giving us right standing with God and resulting in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Your darkness doesn't disqualify you from the Father's presence. Your your moment of darkness, what you're walking into, what you're experiencing right now, anything that you would describe as feeling like the dark piece of your soul, It does not mean that God has abandoned you. It does not mean that God has forsaken you. Those dark places, actually, the Bible says that that's where the Father's grace abounds all the more. And Matthew 27 goes on to say in verse 50, Then Jesus shouted out again, and he released his spirit. And this is the moment where Jesus passes away, Jesus dies, and at that moment... Verse 51, the curtain in the sanctuary of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. The temple curtain was a physical barrier between a holy God and his people. And in the Jewish tradition in in Jerusalem and the temple that was built, there was this massive curtain that separated what was called the Holy of Holies from the gathering place of the people. And when Jesus died, this massive curtain, the Bible says it tore clean down the middle from top to bottom. And I put it this way. It's as though Jesus himself walked through the crowd, approached the curtain, and ripped it open from top to bottom, ripped open this curtain that separated humanity's darkness from the radiant light of the Father. Have you ever had a nap at home with the curtains closed? And when you awake, you're groggy and it's, it's dim and you go to the window and open up the curtains and the sunlight fills the room. Did you know that that's actually what Jesus is doing in your life today? That picture of Jesus walking through humanity's darkness, approaching this veil, approaching this barrier that separates you from the Father's love and from the Father's light. And Jesus grabs it from the top down and tears it open. And at once, there's nothing between you and the radiant light and love of the Father. Only a Jewish high priest could have entered into that holy of holies in Jewish tradition. And even then, it was risky. They'd like tie a rope around his ankle just in case something happened so they could drag him out and rescue him. But not Jesus. Jesus pays the full debt that darkness and sin owed, pays it in full, every part, and then busts through the curtain like Oprah. (laughs) And he's saying, and you get complete access to the Father, and you get complete access to the Father, and you get complete access to the Father. Who? Everyone. Everyone that trusts and believes in Jesus, in the price that he paid. The Father's radiant love and light breaks through the darkness of our soul. What hangs as a heavy curtain between you and the Father today? What hangs over your soul like a heavy barrier that's lied to you and kept you in the dark? What thing have you kept between you and the Father? What thing hangs there? 
And Jesus, the price he paid in full, it's actually up to us to invite him into all those spaces to continue to break through, to continue to make a way for the Father's love and light to pierce our lives. Romans 8.38 says it this way, I'm convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love, neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. Verse 39, no power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. You see, the light in all of its brilliance pierces through the darkness to remind each one of us that what is isn't all there is. There's renewal coming. There's healing coming. There's freedom coming. There's life coming. There's restoration coming. Look up. Look out. With eyes of faith today, see what's yet to come. In the quiet, deafening stillness of the darkness, can you hear the Father's voice piercing through with his light? The spaces and places of your heart that feel weighed down with darkness, would you open up? Let the light in. Open up. Let the light in. What hangs as a heavy curtain between you and the Father? What heavy barrier has lied to you, kept you in the dark for far too long? Open up. Let the light in. Open up. I have homework for you. I want you to take some time right after watching this and either on uh, Spotify or Apple Music or YouTube, wherever you want to. I want you to go find Phil Wickham's song, Living Hope. And I just want you to just take a few minutes to just sit quietly and listen to this song. Phil Wickham in this beautiful, beautiful song, he writes it this way, how great the chasm that lays between us, how high the mountain I couldn't climb. In desperation, I turned to heaven and spoke your name, Jesus, into the light. Then through the darkness, your loving kindness tore through the shadows of my soul. The work is finished. The end is written. Jesus Christ, my living hope. And in all of our striving and in all of our fear and in all of our worrying and in all of our stress and in all of our weight and in all of our darkness, I want to just remind you today, I want to look through this camera see your heart and speak confidently the hope that we have is alive and well the hope that we have in Jesus the hope that we share in a risen Christ in the love of God that's revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord it's alive and well the tomb is empty the light broke through would you open up and let the light in can we pray together Father in Jesus name Thank you for this moment, for this day, for all that it holds for us. Easter isn't just a story or a tradition. It's a foundation that we've built our lives upon. Your promise, your restoration, 
your desire to make things right once and for all between you, Father, and all of your sons and daughters, all of humanity, everyone who calls on the name of Jesus. And so today we yield and submit and surrender all the dark spaces of our hearts, all the dark spaces of our soul. We open up today to your love, to your grace, to your mercy, to your renewal, to your strength, to your healing, to your forgiveness. God, the places that we've closed off, the places that have been shrouded in darkness, the places where there's been a heavy curtain, a heavy barrier hanging between you and us. God, we invite Jesus to just tear through today, to tear through all the lies, to tear through all the fears, to tear through all of the wound, to tear through the darkness and usher in your perfect love and your beautiful light. We open up our hearts to you today in every way imaginable. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you're watching and you've never made a decision to surrender your life to Jesus, surrender your life to this, this love of God revealed through Christ. Jesus stood on the knife's edge between an old covenant where people would have to strive and earn God's love and then this price that he paid in full ushers in a new agreement where Jesus says, I've covered you. There's nothing that will separate you from the Father's love. You don't have to strive anymore. You don't have to earn it anymore. I didn't come to start a religion. I came to give life to relationship with a God who loves you. That's the heart of Jesus. Would you allow the light of Christ to break through all the dark places of your life today for the first time? as you declare with your heart and with your mouth that Jesus is your Lord. I wanna lead you in a simple prayer as we close out this year's Easter service. A prayer of faith, a simple prayer of inviting Jesus to pay the price for you. He's already done it. It's already been looked after. He was raised to life. And that's God's invitation to you today. Would you step into life with Jesus? Would you allow the light and the love of the Father to break through all the dark places of your soul today? And if that's you for the first time, as you pray this prayer with us, I just trust that God's presence is known and experienced and felt in your home, wherever you're listening from or watching from today. Just repeat this simple prayer after me. Say, dear God, thank you that Jesus paid my price in full. Today I choose to surrender my life to the Lordship and the leadership of Jesus Christ. Would you forgive me for all that I've done wrong and usher your light into all the dark places of my life today. In Jesus' name, amen. Evolve fam, we love you. Thank you for uh, being a part of this online experience today. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we would love to know about it. Would you do me a favor and uh, fill in our digital connect card? There's a box that says, today I choose to commit my life to Jesus. Uh, if you text the word today to this number, it'll give you a link. Click on that link. It'll pull up our digital connect card right there on your smartphone or tablet. And just fill in your name, email address, phone number. We would love to encourage you this week. Over the past few weeks through this online community and through in-person gatherings, we've, we're seeing so many people begin to serve Jesus. 
you're a part of something beautiful as you step into family with Christ, as you step into family with church, as you step into family with um, a community of people who want to know you and love you and challenge you to grow. Uh, if you need some next steps or want to figure out how to plug into church or get involved in a small group, we would love to help you in that. But we love you. Thanks so much for being a part of today. I can't wait to be back with you next week. We'll see you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. If you're ever in the Edmonton area, pop by for a visit. And if you need any more information, visit EvolveChurch.com. We hope to see you soon.